Attack on one is an attack on all. That's what NATO's Article 5 says. It's a simple but powerful concept and it embodies why one of America's greatest sources of strength is our alliances. They're not only important to us, they're important to the rest of the world. In the entire history of NATO, Article 5 has only been invoked once to stand with the United States of America after we were attacked on 9-11. The whole world knows if any adversary were to attack us, our NATO allies would have our back. And they know we would have their backs as well. And that's why what the former president said was so dangerous. He said he would encourage Russia to, and I quote, do whatever the hell they want, end of quote. A statement heard around the world that does nothing but encourage bad behavior. After Putin's most fierce opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, died in a Russian prison last week, the former president, Trump, and other Republicans refused to hold Putin accountable for his death. Instead, Trump said Navalny's death made him realize how bad America is. He said, and I quote, we are a nation in decline, a failing nation, end of quote. Why does Trump always blame America? Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Why can't Trump just say that? Putin's responsible. We have to stand up to Putin and pass the national bipartisan bill, the national security bill, supporting Ukraine as they defend themselves against Putin's vicious onslaught. The Senate's already acted. It's time for the House to act now because the votes are there. The Speaker needs to call a vote and abide by the will of the House. A clear majority supports what the Senate supports. So we can stand with Ukraine and send them the supplies they need to defend themselves and prove to the world once more America can be relied on. We stand strong with our allies. We have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. We keep our commitments. Listen to this. We never walk away from our friends. And we sure as hell don't bow down to Vladimir Putin. Oh, I'm first of all, uh, bingo, bango, whoever said um, lots of edits rock. Well done. Let me let me just bring this back up for one second. Uh, 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 This is I mean, like I'll I'll keep talking about it because I was fortunate enough to have a grandmother that lived to uh, I was going to say 301, 103 years old. Uh, Towards the end of her day, she was she was she was totally senile. This is the look that she had in her eyes. Look at that. Look at attack this. on glazed, glazed. One is an attack on all. Reading, I mean, he's doing his best to read off a teleprompter. He looks like Will Ferrell when Will Ferrell, uh, you know, is playing a character of a demented old man. That's what NATO's Article 5 says. It's a simple but powerful concept. Notice that there is not, I mean, I think there might be uh, one segment of this video that's longer than six seconds, but shorter than 10 seconds until an edit. You know why? I want to see the outtakes. And it embodies edit. why one of America's greatest sources of strength is our alliances. They're edit. not only important to us, edit. they're important to the rest of the world. In the edit. entire history of NATO, Article 5 has only been oh, a five once. seconds. To stand uh, with the United edit. States of America. Now, some of these might just be edits between two cameras, uh, but a great many of them, I'm, I've, I've, we think we've vomited enough, a great many of them are uh, edits because, look, dude, I know what I do when I get in my car and I make sentences and sometimes I need to splice one sentence where I started it off well and splice it with a sentence where I ended it well. I also know when there's not one damn sentence that was started and ended in, in one breath with this demented old man who can't string together a coherent sentence for the life of him. And I'm telling you this, I didn't start off with this belief. I, for the amount, the propaganda that the West is now waging subsequent to the death of Navalny, 
I now genuinely believe, suspect, or think it's not entirely implausible at all that the, I won't say Biden, because the dude can't, dude can't do anything, but the Biden administration, the deep state, CIA, intelligence, had Navalny killed. The, he was a CIA asset. These things are not totally outlandish, but to see the degree to which it's being milked and bilked, send another 60 billion. We have to now. He just killed Navalny. We have a bipartisan in the Senate deal to send more money. You have to. They just killed Navalny. Trump bad. Why won't Trump criticize Putin for having killed Navalny? The amazing thing is the pure confession through projection in all of this. And Nancy Pelosi said it the other day, and I think I talked about it yesterday. <laughs> they won't. He, why won't he criticize Putin? Putin must have something on him. Biden's doing the same thing. Why won't they criticize Putin? Hey, why won't anybody criticize Zelensky? Oh, of course you can't because he's, you know, Jesus reincarnated in the body of a cokehead Jewish man. Although there's some irony right there, actually. Uh, you know, Jesus, I don't want to get into theological uh, arguments. Um, yeah, no, no, can't, can't criticize Zelensky. Why? I guarantee you he's got dirt on Biden easily. So we're going to get into it earlier today. Why is it at 666 viewers on YouTube? I don't, it's stuck there. It seems to be stuck at 666. Okay, I screen grabbed that. <laughs> oh my, why won't they criticize Zelensky? Why didn't they say a damn thing? When Gonzalo Lira, call him what you want. Oh, you think he's just a stupid grifter or was a stupid grifter because he used to be a coach, a life coach, and he found that the reporting accurately from the ground might be more profitable. Or you think he was just a Russian propagandist and he was reporting inaccurately from the ground. Okay, he could be a scoundrel of all scoundrels. He was an American citizen detained and killed by or allowed to die in a Ukrainian prison. I mean, it's pretty analogous. <laughs> Not a peep. Not one word of criticism, critique against Zelensky or the Zelensky Ukrainian regime for having killed or allowed to die an American citizen in their jails. Why not? They, but following their logic, Zelensky must have something on the Bidens. And I guarantee you he does. Um, yeah, it was, it was stuck on 666 for a long time. Blaspheme the Almighty and straight to 6666. So um, that's it. It's, it's, it's wild. We're going to talk about a number of things today. I was like, I get up in the morning. I uh, couldn't do the show earlier today because the garage door repair person came early. And uh, when one's garage door is broken, one does not say no to the early visit from the garage door repairman. Um, and then I'm like, oh, is there going to be, is there going to be what to talk about? And then, you know, the day progresses and there's what to talk about. Boy, howdy. En tabarouette, comme on dit en français. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, by the way, so for tomorrow, uh, Kayla Pollock. And if you haven't heard her story, she's the Canadian woman who sustained a jab injury, myelitis. It's the paralysis, um, where we'll get into the details of the, of the uh, adverse reaction, but where basically the body uh, attacks the, if it's not the sheath around the nerves, it's the nerves itself. I, I will, I'm going to just double check the, the distinction between Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS, and myelitis. If you haven't heard her story, she's a Canadian woman, uh, got a 10-year-old kid, took the jab, I, I don't remember which one it was, uh, and then got this um, adverse event that gave her paralysis. And uh, what ends up happening 
as uh, you know, we've been warning, when you get into socialized medicine and it becomes cheaper to kill your um, citizens than to treat your citizens, when you have a system that's already broken that can't even treat the ones you already have, from what I understand, this victim of an adverse event from the jibby jab, uh, in, you know, the government can't provide the required care, so they had offered her maids, medical assistance in dying. And I have to, you know, uh, even in private, even when I'm alone with my phone, not say certain things out loud because uh, I don't want to be put on any more lists than I probably already am. That induces uh, a rage in me that is indescribable, uh, uh, like a, a deep hatred towards the people in our government who are responsible for this. The woman does what she thinks she needs to do to, you know, meet her civic duties and then gets paralyzed from the jibby jab. It's confirmed. Apparently the doctor, there's a recording. The doctor says, yeah, this has been happening to a lot of people when she's talking about it. And then the government's, yo, tough nuggies. We can't, we can't help you. And it'll be cheaper for us if we kill you. So you want, you want to die? Your life is, you know, um, Nuremberg level trials. So I'm going to have Kayla on tomorrow at one o'clock. So um, that's going to be there. I didn't say the word, Stephen. I said tabarouette, which is not a swear word. That is actually the humorous and non-offensive slang. But I've, uh, I've, I've explained, for those of you who don't know, in French Canadian from Quebec, all of the swear words relate to... Um, religious symbols, religious iconography, the tabernacles, uh, the wafer, colis, all of these, all of the French Canadian swear words are religious based. And ironically enough, or interestingly enough, all of the French from France swear words are all sex based. Sex is in like prostitutes and that type of sex, not gender based. So, all right. So that's what's on the menu for tomorrow. So tune in for that one o'clock. Permanent paralysis. That's one of the questions I have. I know that these things can sometimes get better, improve over, t- over time, but then the problem is in the interim, you still have um, muscular atrophy because it, it's, it's, it's a horrendous situation. We're going to talk about it tomorrow. On the menu for today, on the lighter note, you know, just the continued downfall of the uh, American empire. Le déclin de l'Empire américain, the decline of the American empire. Trump comes out and says, uh, you know, America's in decline. Joe Biden, has, he's very offended by that. America's not in decline. It's got a demented old fool for a president who can barely walk on grass, who's politically persecuting his political rivals, trying to lock them up for hundreds of years, who's already locked up political adversaries for hundreds of years and boasted about it, gives speeches that look like Hitler himself without the mustache. Um weaponization of all aspects of the pillars of a what was civil western society and biden has the audacity to turn on and say but look what putin did to navalny he locked up a journalist oh sorry that was an opposition politician and he died in a russian prison and i now have strong suspicions this might have been intelligence related death but set that aside even if it was putin who allowed this guy to die in prison yeah shame on putin now do Zelensky. Oh, we can't do that because, you know, Zelensky's uh, a reincarnated saint. Can't talk about Gonzalo Lira because he was an American citizen. They'll go trade the merchant of death for Brittany Griner, a basketball player out of Russia. But they'll let an American citizen, Gonzalo Lira, die in a Ukrainian prison and not say boo about it. And then take a shot at Trump for observing that America is in something of a decline. And my goodness, it had better reverse itself because if America 
goes bye-bye uh, as we knew it. So does freedom in the world. And so, oh, I don't, and then forget about, forget about, uh, you know, the, the, the persecution prosecutions. Then we go to the New York state, which we're going to talk about today. Just a cool half billion dollar judgment against Trump. Victimless fraud, victimless alleged fraud. We'll get there. Leticia James, we're going to seize private assets because we have become a full communist regime in New York. That's theme number one. Get the hell out of New York. Theme number two, Russiagate 2.0. Oh yeah, yeah, remember. What better way to hide uh, Biden corruption than to just fabricate uh, or recycle the same plays over and over again. When Alex Jones was on, he said it. They use the same play over and over again. And what surprises him is they don't change it really. Mutatis mutandis. We got Russiagate 2.0 coming up. The media running with their headline that the, not the snitch, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the whistleblower, one of the witnesses in the Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden influence peddling scheme uh, lied to the FBI about a story that was passed from Russian intelligence. So he's, he's, he lied after meeting with Russian intelligence. And I'm like, I smell bullshit. Someone sent me the link for um, Dan Bongino earlier today. And the reason why I don't like, I, I mean, I need to listen to people who I believe are smarter than me and who know more than me. The reluctance to do it is that I don't want it feeling like their uh, opinion, their belief is influencing mine. And I called it Russiagate 2.0 before I even knew that Dan Bongino had called it Russiagate 2.0. It's not a particularly original title, but this is what, like, I don't want people thinking my, I'm being influenced and just regurgitating information that I hear from others. I want to process it, digest it, and try to make sense of it myself. I hear this Russiagate 2.0, I'm like, all right, bullshit. I'm going to go read the articles. Let me go back to the indictment. Let me go back to the, um, the filing that the government just filed to deny bail to this guy. His name is Alexander... Smirnoff, as if we have no, not enough Russian jokes in all of this. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Rumble because I'm picking a fight with Wired and I think I'm right. Uh, we're going to get into that. But before we do any of that, before we do any of that, you might have noticed when we started this stream that it said this stream contains a paid sponsor. And it does, people, and it's a great one because I only have great sponsors. Hillsdale College. First of all, the day you stop improving yourself and the day you stop amassing knowledge and information and trying to become smarter and more well-versed in whatever it is. It doesn't have to be politics. It doesn't have to be history. It doesn't have to be anything in particular. The day you stop learning is the day you start dying. And the day you start forgetting what you already knew is the day you become Joe Biden. Bada bing, bada boom. Hillsdale College. It's a fantastic free online course. Time is our most precious commodity. And I've heard from, well, first I've heard, I've heard from so many uh, that they have to spend their time wisely and improve themselves and the people around you. Now, one way to do that, you can watch Viva Fry. Another way you can do that is free online courses at Hillsdale College. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. I'm proud to say that I actually passed uh, one random online uh, U.S. Constitution exam. I only got six on 10, so I was a little embarrassed to share my results, but I passed it. I'm not yet applying for American citizenship, but I think I'll be able to pass when I do. I'm tired of scrolling through TV shows and finding nothing but the same mind-numbing content. Uh, it's actually why I watch the likes of Bongino and others who I think are smart. That is why, this is, this is the first time I'm actually doing Hillsdale College. It offers more than 40 free online classes from those important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, amazing quotes, that I always pull from C.S. Lewis, the tyranny of those who do it with the blessing of their own conscience. The book of Genesis, if you want to get into the Bible. 
The meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic might be more relevant today than it's ever been, or the history of ancient Christian church. Hillsdale College online courses, all available free. That's right, for free. Uh, my, one of my, I, what, I, what I think is probably the most relevant for this day and age, Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-course lecture. You'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution and appreciate why it is so bloody genius and more applicable now than it ever was. How could they have foreseen what they put into the Constitution? Because they knew what they left and they knew what they wanted to prevent from happening here. And what are we witnessing today? The very things that they were trying to protect the future of America against. We're seeing it seep in slowly. The course is self-paced, so you can start whenever you want. Enroll now, Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go to hillsdale.edu forward slash Viva to enroll. No cost, easy to get started. Hillsdale.com forward slash Viva to register. Just in case, hold on a second. Oh, the, the link is not, do I have it? Hillsdale.edu forward slash Viva. The link is in the pinned comment. You can never go wrong if you learn something. A day, I say a day without exercise is a wasted day and a day without learning something is a wasted day. <laughs> Boom. Oh, now, uh, where I forgot to check that we were live across all of the interwebby platforms. We are, we're live on Rumble. We're live on vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Doug, Doug Lefan or Doug Lefan with a tip, and I'm going to get to these afterwards. It says, Viva, how do members get information to get to the public? I have some with DEI hiring projections. Well, Doug, what's going to happen here, you see? I'm going to screen grab this uh, question. I'm going to email you afterwards, and you're going to you'll share it with me. And then I can give you some context. If it's not the type of stuff that I do, I don't really do the breaking news. If it's not the type of stuff I do, we will find someone to get it out to. Okay. First things first, people. Oh, and if you're new to the channel, if you're one of the... I don't know, like 20,000 people who discovered the channel last week during the Fannie Willis hearing. We start on YouTube, Rumble, and vivabarnslaw.locals.com where we have a wonderful community. Some of it's behind a paywall if you want to be a supporter, and much of it is not behind a paywall if you just want to be a member. vivabarnslaw.locals.com, 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year if you get the whole year at one shot. We end on YouTube, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes in typically, and go exclusively on Rumble and vivabarnslaw.locals.com. When we're done on Rumble, then we go over to Locals for the after party. So that's the order of things, so to speak. And I don't even know what the so to speak added to that sentence. Okay, first topic of the day. Listen to this. When you are, what is it, the expression, you take the most flack when you're over the target? Rumble has been over the target for a very long time. I remember being a stupid, naive, wet behind the ears, short-haired Canadian running for federal office, and I get a call from that dude at W5, I don't know what his name was, and he's like, we're doing a piece on Rumble, we'd love to interview you and talk to you about um, your experience, your channel, uh, your success there. I was like, oh, well, flattery will get you everywhere, it'll get you in my front door. I, I was prepared for an adversarial thing, but I wasn't, I, I, I was still naive and stupid. In comes this W5 journalist, Comes into my living room, they set up their cameras, it was you know, all cordial, all, you know, wonderful. I recorded the entire thing just in case they tried to outright screw me. Um, and they did, but I never needed the, the recording because they corrected their defamatory statements, maybe. But about halfway through the interview, I realized, oh shit, this was always intended to be a hit piece on Rumble, and they are exploiting of me as the middle person to get to a hit piece on Rumble. 
Then they publish their stupid journalism in which they write about the risks of an alt-right, far-right wing platform like Rumble, where people say mean things in the comments. I'm like, dude, you ever look at the comments on YouTube? I gotta tell you, I've never, I've never had my religion uh, used as a cudgel. Even I'm not even a religious person, but my goodness, on YouTube, oh, they'll never let you forget. Oh, like, like the comments on YouTube are just all so lovey-dovey. Uh, halfway through the interview, the guy's like, I, you know, I saw some negative co mean comments uh, in your comments. I was like, dude, there, there are 100,000 comments in there. You expect me to see all these things? You think people are not going to say something stupid on the internet? You think it's any different on YouTube? And yeah, all that to say, yeah, W5 question mark, because they're out of business now. They've been cut because the cream rises to the top. And the poo-poo sinks to the bottom. Although occasionally the poo-poo floats to the top, in which case, whatever. Yeah, they, they've been cut. They've, they've been the object of, of cuts across Canadian media because they're rubbish, propaganda, garbage that nobody wants to watch. No one would watch it for free. Rumble has been over the target for a very long time. They've been the object of smear campaigns, uh, advertiser boycotts. And the, one of the most recent came from Wired. Wired, here, let me see. Where's the, where's the article from Wired? where they run a hit piece on Rumble. You, you think I'm going to subscribe to this crap? Hells to the bells. No. So this is an article from January 8. That says 2024. I thought it said 2824, and I thought for a second I had gone into the past. This is an article that Rumble posted about a month and a half ago. Rumble is part of, in quote, active and ongoing, end quote, SEC investigation. Sounds very scary. The SEC confirmed to Wired that the financial regulator has launched an investigation into Rumble, a, quote, free speech. And what are they, it's, a, it's a free speech platform, Biatch's video platform. The nature and probe remains unknown, but they're going to use it to try to drive down the price of Rumble. And if you have any doubts, don't worry, I'll quell them. Rumble, the so-called free speech alternative to YouTube. Uh, by the way, thanks for the Publicity, by the way, this is, there's an expression, any publicity is good publicity. There's also the better expression, good publicity is good publicity. Yeah, it's a free speech alternative to YouTube. Get used to it. It's the subject of an SEC investigation, according to the company and a letter from the SEC. The SEC confirmed its investigation involving Rumble in response to a public request. Uh, in, in, oh, sorry. In response to a public records request that Wired first filed in November, seeking documents related to the company, the agency denied Wired's request on the grounds that related documents were part of an ongoing investigation, an active and ongoing, quote, investigation. It's all very, very suspicious. Just like that, you know, I don't know, I don't know the context, the circumstances, how Wired knew to go and ask for, you know, look for documents and then, oh, no, we can't give you those because they're under an investigation. Oh, we get to report on that now. Confirmation of the probe follows public allegations that Rumble inflated key user metrics, which the company denies because it's not true. The SEC says that the existence of the probe should not be an indication that, quote, any violations of law have occurred with respect to any person, entity or security, end quote. Exact nature of the SEC investigation is still unknown. See, I don't know how much further we have to go down in this. How much, how much is there? Here, let's see this. Let's see this here. In May 2021, the site was reportedly valued at an estimated $500 million. In September 2022, Rumble became a publicly traded company listed on the NASDAQ as part of the, a SPAC. Uh, its valuation currently exceeds $1.2 billion. In April 2023, investment research firm Culper Research. Culper. I wonder if there's any culpability in there. <laughs> bada big, bada boom. I want to know who's short selling the stock. That's what I want to know. 
Culper Research released a report expressing skepticism about the legitimacy of Rumble's claimed monthly active user accounts counts, a key metric for investors to evaluate the performance of a social media company. Culper Research, let me just screen grab this, uh, record it, said it had taken a short period. Oh, whoa. Oh. I guess I should have read all the way down to the article before I said it because now I feel smarter, but I didn't. Culper Research said it had taken a short position in Rumble, meaning it stands to profit if Rumble's stock price decreases. That's why I was going to copy and, and, and double check this. All right. Well, there we have our answer, people. So Culper shorts it. Culper then says, oh, we, we, we challenged something that might affect the valuation. Now, maybe they short it because they think it's false and they're just betting on their own research. Who knows? Maybe they have the likes of Wired that can publish these articles without the proper updates so that it can, in fact, have an unduly negative impact on stock price. Okay. Uh, in the quarterly earnings... In a quarterly earnings call following the report's publication, Rumble reported that its monthly active users declined by 40% during the first three months of 2023 from 80 million to 48 million. In a financial filing, Rumble attributed the decrease in users to its popular creators being less active on the platform in the first part of 2023. Well, 2024 is going to be quite the opposite for Rumble. And I can promise you that and I will contribute to that. And news events slowing down following midterm elections. Yada, yada. Okay, fine. Listen to this. Investors should be especially dubious of rumors peddled by short sellers who are attempting to distort facts for their own financial benefit. We are aware of misleading claims about Rumble's monthly active users statistics, which we have previously disclosed are provided by Google Analytics. Rumble spokesperson Rumore says any suggesting that Rumble has inflated MAUs is false as any objective person quickly realizes upon even a cursory review of the data. Hold on. Okay, I don't want to get to the update yet. Christian... Lamarco, the founder of Culpa Research, believes the change in reported users was a response to its report. That was a bit of validation in my view, he says. Okay, the first update, by the way, immediately following the publication, Chris Pavlovsky, Rumble CEO, said in an ex post that the SEC investigation was part of the playbook to try to destroy the company. Okay, before we get to the second update, let me bring that out. Uh, there was a tweet from the Wired article journalist guy who says... Let me see here. Is this it? Yeah, this is it right here. I think this will get us to the one. Okay, here we go. The market had responded accordingly, poorly, since our report that Rumble Inc. is the subject of the SEC investigation. The company has dropped nearly $200 million in value. This is a tweet from, it's no longer at this, by the way. Trade, it was trading pre-market above seven today. I don't know what it closed at. I own zero stock in Rumble. January 11th. So they published the report. Take pride in or highlight the fact that it's actually had a negative impact on the stock. I want to know if William Turton short sold any or if he bought in at the dip. I want to know if anyone at Wired directly or indirectly had any financial interest in this story or the outcome. So he's like, oh, great. Look at that. It did, it did, uh, it did have an impact. And then, uh, this. Oh, I'm getting to the, uh, the update. So now I, I questioned it. I said, I I, I do wonder, does anybody, any journalist there, Wired itself, directly or indirectly, have uh, any interest in the outcome of the story? Well, we now know that Culper Research, the one that spread the news in the first place, uh, stood to gain financially, and, and probably did, handsomely, with the help of their friends. Because, hey, you're doing it to an ideological adversary. Let's all get rich doing this, this hit piece takedown crap. Well, the news of the day, although you wouldn't know it from, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know it from the article or the absence of any clean new article the news of the day this is coming from chris pavlovsky ceo of rumble hey uh william turd oh no so william turton and wired the sec concluded its investigation we sent you their closure letter yesterday but you haven't updated your story 
Why don't you want the public to know that the investigation is over? And let's go read the letter itself. We've concluded the investigation as to Rumble Inc. Based on the information we have as of this date, we do not intend to recommend an enforcement action by the commission against Rumble Inc. We are providing this notice under section, under the guidelines set out in our final paragraph of the Securities Act number 55, which states in part that the notice, quote, because you never, you know, the government never wants to, uh, never wants to close the doors to any future persecution must in no way be construed as indicating that the party has been exonerated or that no action may be ultimately may ultimately result from the staff's investigation. So we're, we're, we're not we're not proceeding anything now. We're not recommending anything proceeding, but we always want to leave the door open. So uh, this does not exonerate to quote Mueller. OK, fine. So that's the tweet. He tweet he tweets it out and you'd expect them to write an article and update an, like a new a new article, because updating a two month old article is kind of irrelevant. In, in, in most places, is this the article? Let's get back to the article. Let's just see what that, what that update that I, did, that I didn't want to show you um, earlier. Is this it? Update, that's, hold on, refresh here. Dude, wh- hold on one second. Where's the second update to the story? Is, this is it, refresh. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, good. We got another update, people. Update from today. What's the date today? It's the 21st. Here's the update from... T- oh my God, I hate this. This is annoying. How, how do I get rid of that? I'm not subscribing. Oh, this is annoying with their stupid ads. Archive. Let's go to the link here. Boom. Save. Archived one month ago. Oh, is it going to have the update today though? Go all the way to the bottom. The archive linked. The archived link does not have the update. That's, that's interesting also. So no one's going to see their beautiful new... Here we go. Oh, I'm not touching anything. I'm not touching it. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Here we go. Update from today. <laughs> Sorry. Rumble sent wire. Listen to this. Listen to how they say it. They can't say that the SEC announced they're not, they don't make any recommendations. They have to say Rumble sent a letter. Rumble said what the SEC said. On February 20, interesting that they only updated today, Rumble sent wired a letter from the Securities and Exchange Commission that stated the agency had concluded its investigation into Rumble and that it did not intend to recommend an enforcement action against the company. And then they only quote this part. Quote, we are providing this notice under this guidelines, whatever. They only, they only provide the part that says they, they haven't exonerated them. They still leave the door open to suing them, but they don't quote the part where they say there is no, we're not recommending any further investigation. And they only updated 24 hours later, give or take, after Chris puts out a tweet that I promised him I would put on blast. I didn't promise that. I said, I'll help you make sure that this gets uh, on blast And I, when I retweeted it. They only do it a day later. Why? Because they're scoundrels of the highest order. And it's a war of information. It's a war for your minds not to channel Alex Jones. And that's how they fight it. Dirty. Uh, so they're not going to write a new article saying, oh yeah, there's been a new article, refresh it in the public conscious. They'll go update a month and a half old article that you won't even see the update if you go to the archived links. Um, and, uh, who gives a crap because the damage is done and someone made off handsomely. I suspect Culper, Culper research. Kay's Thoughts Palace says, Viva, are you in the U.S. as an asylum seeker? Not yet, (laughs) but we'll see what happens. Thank you for the, uh, super chat. All right, that's the first story. Now, um, let me see something here. In Rumble, we have a Rumble rant. Now, the question is this. I feel guilty uh, if I don't get to the cover story on YouTube 
but we'll see if this, uh, if we're going to do it. A new Forbes article today claiming, quote, long COVID, end quote, is because of protein instead of clot shot. Is because of protein instead of clot shot. They want to claim that meat and poultry is at fault for health decline. Of course, Forbes refused commentary. Well, I ain't giving up meat, baby, so good luck with that. Uh, so the question is this. Do we do... We're going to move it over to Rumble right now. I'll, it'll be a good time to end it talking about how the MSM is out to try to screw Rumble. Screw them politically, financially, link to Rumble. We're going to vote with our feet, and we're going to vote with our dollar, and we're going to vote with our eyeballs, and we're going to go over to Rumble. I'll put the entire stream up, or at least the portions that don't overlap in a bit. Um, that's it. Donna, Don Bonka says, just imagine how bad things will get in Canada once our lefties flee to Canada after Trump wins again. <laughs> they, they ain't going anywhere. The, the reality is they want Trump in office. They just don't want to be the responsible, the ones that are responsible for putting him there. So, yeah, that's it. Now, so that's the link to Rumble. It's in the pinned comment. Uh, let me give the link to vivabarnslaw.locals.com for anyone who wants to come there now instead of uh, going through Rumble. And it's, you're not cheating on Rumble if you come straight over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com because Rumble and Locals merge. So you're supporting the same entity. We're going to talk about the um, Alexander Smirnov. <laughs> These jokes write themselves. We're going to talk about Russiagate 2.0. We're going to talk about getting the hell out of New York. And we're going to talk about whatever, whatever else we have on the list. And stay tuned. Um, this entire thing will be, YouTube gets the, 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 the leftovers, the stale leftovers okay ending on youtube three two one peace okay so the news of the day this is the question am i going to be able to hold in my pee through this entire stream we're going to see i'm going to try i had a uh, i hate starbucks i i mean i hate starbucks but i wanted a caffeinated beverage and i can't seem to find the good ones and so my kid wanted to go and we went to starbucks and i had a um Sweet vanilla cold brew. And my goodness, it just goes right through to my, my hyperactive bladder. Okay, the TMI is over. The news of the day. Uh, Russia, 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 Russia. Russia, 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 Russia. What is the article that I had on the backdrop? I want to start with the propaganda article. Then I want to get into the, uh, the paperwork. Show you how this works, people. It, 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 this is a problem. It's not just that you can't rely on the media. You can rely on them to lie to you. But then in order to find out how they're lying to you, you got to go to source material. It takes time. It takes so much time that I have people tell me, Viva, I don't have 20 minutes to watch a summary. That is how we remain in this state of, of ignorance and exploitation. But listen to this. Okay. The headline is this. February 20th, that's yesterday, updated. What was, what was update? We've got to go to the bottom here and see what, what was update. How they update this? Okay, is this the same article? Oh, look what they do here. Unlock article. I hate this crap. Donald, this is not the article that I wanted to look at. And now I can't. All oh, right, great. Hold on. I'm going to go find that article again. Share screen. Let's go here. We're going we're gonna to just gonna go here. Uh... uh Russian uh, store near Boca Raton. Russian informant. Uh, indicted. 
Smirnov. Here we go. Let's go here. We'll, we'll take it from CNN. Oh, indicted ex-FBI informant told investigators he got Hunter Biden dirt from Russian intelligence officials. Okay, this is this, this is the headline story. Let me just make sure that we're seeing the same thing here. And we are. Okay. The former FBI informant charged with lying about the Biden's dealings in Ukraine told investigators after his arrest that Russian intelligence officials were involved in passing information to him about Hunter Biden. Pay attention to this. And now I'm, now I'm actually borrowing from uh, Bongino's knowledge. What information? We'll get there. Or we won't. Prosecutors said she was a new court filings. Okay. Prosecutors also said Smirnov has been, quote, actively peddling new lies that could impact U.S. elections, end quote, after meeting with Russian spies late last year. Just try to try to piece this. He, he met with spies late last year and only now peddling these new lies, which might affect the, you know who's trying to affect the outcome of the election? These people right here. What do you mean, these people? Actively peddling new lies, yada, yada. Um, follow from the false bribery accusations. Of, uh, by the way, listen to how they peddled this space. Late last year, and that the fallout from his false, pr- his previous false bribery accusations about the Bidens continue to be felt to this day. Smirnov claims to have, quote, extensive and extremely recent, end quote, contacts with foreign intelligence officials, prosecutors said in the filing. Prosecutors. The same prosecutors who are trying to defend and protect Joe Biden at all costs. This is what they said. They said he previously told the FBI that he has long-standing and extensive contacts with Russian spies. I'd like to know which ones and where they actually are from, including individuals he said were high-level intelligence officers or command Russian assassins abroad. By the way, the guy they're accusing of lying, they're relying on when he said when he allegedly says things like this. So he's a liar when he wants them to be, and he's telling the truth about his Russian asset spy ties when they want him to be. It's an amazing thing how you can suck and blow at the same time. Prosecutors with special counsel David Weiss's team said Tuesday that Smirnov has maintained those ties and noted that in a post-arrest interview last week, Smirnov, it, quote, Smirnov admitted that officials associated with Russian intelligence were involved in passing a story about business person one, that's Joe Biden's kid, um, Hunter Biden, passing a story. When you see how this plays out in the indictment, it's going to blow your freaking mind. The revelations about Smirnov's alleged foreign contacts were disclosed as part of the prosecutor's arguments to keep him jailed ahead of the trial. Because, by the way, when, when you like, if you're if you're a flight risk, you come back to you come back to America uh, to be uh, locked up and not let out. Though a federal judge later granted Smirnov's release with several conditions, including GPS monitoring and the surrender of his two passports, Smirnov declined to answer questions as he left the courthouse Tuesday night. Okay. Claims to have multiple foreign intelligence agencies. Prosecutors allege that Smirnov, quote, claims to have contacts with multiple foreign intelligence agencies, end quote, including Russia, and that he could use those contacts to flee the United States. The explosive revelation comes amid backlash over how Smirnov now debunked allegations played, now debunked? They're not, they're, not, they're not debunked whatsoever. And wait until you read the indictment, because they, they're not debunked. The indictment actually confirms, but just shifts a little bit of the window and adds a little editorial. Smirnov has been, lying, been charged with lying and uh, creating false records. He has not yet entered a formal plea, and his lawyers said in a statement, Mr. Mr. Smirnov is presumed innocent. Okay. Do, I don't think we need to go through all of this crap. Quote, what this shows is that misinformation he is spreading is not confined to 2020, they wrote. He is actively peddling new lies that could impact the U.S. elections after meeting with Russian intelligence officials in November. 
He met with them in November, came back to America, uh, and now is going to be denied bail, from what I understand. Okay, that's the news. Now, let's, um, let's get to the source material, shall we? Uh, where is it? Let's bring this up here. Share screen. And I, I, uh, I brought up a few of the highlights. I just want to, I just want to bring, we'll get, we'll get to the indictment in a second. I just want to bring up the highlights because at the end of the day, uh, there's only a few sections. It's, it's a whole big story of this guy, Smirnoff, who they're now saying is, you know, a, a big fat liar making up stories to interfere with the 2024 elections after having met with Russian officials. He was a confidential human source for the FBI for damn near a decade. Let me see if I can, if I can bring this up here. Listen to this. Oh, th- this is from in the, in the affidavit, but... I appreciate that it doesn't contradict the allegations. It explains them away. The defendant, that Smirnoff, met with officials from Burisma for the first time in 2017 after the end of the Obama administration. Thus, public official one, who's public official one? I forget now. Oh, that's uh, Biden. (laughs) Then a private citizen had no ability to, quote, protect, end quote, Burisma from, quote, all kinds of problems. What they're basically saying is it's all basically true. But the, it wasn't in 2015 or 2016, as this guy Smirnoff is alleged to have said. Now, it was 2017, after the former vice president was no longer in office, but, you know, presumptively going to run for office in 2020, as if, uh, as if it becomes implausible now that, you know, he, he couldn't carry the influence that every... Bobolinsky, the other whistleblower, uh, he couldn't peddle the influence that was said that he could peddle hence why his son got on the board of directors at Burisma, even though his son never went to Ukraine, which is even more suspicious. There was no discussion of public official one or business person one, Biden and his kid, at this first meeting with Burisma. No, not then. It wasn't in 2017. And so it's a far-fetched story because by 2017, coming around when Hunter Biden's being paid handsomely by Burisma, uh, you know, Biden was no longer in office. This was from an article on PBS. Prosecutors say, though, Smirnoff claimed to have a contact with Burisma executives near the end of the Obama administration. It actually took place after Obama and Biden had left office. Oh, when Biden had, would have no ability to influence U.S. policy, this is the defense. That what he said uh, didn't, occurred in 2015, 2016, when he said it later on. It actually occurred in 2017, after Biden was out of office and could no longer affect public policy. As if anyone with half a brain is going to believe that a former VP with the deep state apparatus being loyal to Obama quite clearly, spying on the presidential campaign and the incoming president of, of Trump, oh no, he had, he had no impact on policy whatsoever. Knowing that he was going to run in 2020, presumably, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a well meaning elderly old man with a poor memory. He can't do anything. Pay his son 50,000 bucks a month to be on the board of, uh, of Burisma and actually never step, spend uh, any time in Ukraine. That's their defense. Well, Biden never went to Ukraine. That makes it even more suspicious that he's getting paid 50 grand a month for being on the board of a, of a Ukrainian company and never actually goes to Ukraine. They don't understand what they're actually saying. Now, hold on a second. Let me bring up the indictment. Is this the... Um, yeah, this is the indictment. And now why... Th- so the indictment is relevant. The new document says that this guy just made up statements in 2023. But let, let's, let's bring up the indictment for one second. This is it. Yeah, that's the one. This is the unsealed indictment. Defender Alexander Smirnov, resident of Los Angeles. 
The defendant was an FBI confidential human source. Uh, appreciate this, people. The defendant was a confidential human source, CHS, which the, with the FBI. As, as a CHS, the defendant was assigned a handling agent, a handling agent, the handler, who was special agent on the FBI squad that investigated violations of federal criminal law. As a confidential human source, the defendant provided information to the handler that was then used in various criminal investigations conducted by the FBI. Hmm. Are they going to revisit those uh, files? Defendant knew that information he provided was used in criminal investigations because, among other reasons, the handler advised him that he might have to testify in court based on information he provided on multiple occasions. Fine, listen to this. This is where it gets amazing. The defendant also knew that the information provided in criminal investigation... Uh, okay, we got that part. No, that's the one I want to read. <laughs> The defendant also knew the information he provided was used in criminal investigations because the defendant participated in a number of operations where he was authorized to engage in criminal activity as part of an ongoing criminal investigation. Can you understand what we're reading right now? The FBI, I don't know how you authorize someone to engage in criminal activity as part of an ongoing criminal investigation. Because to me, Right now, it sounds like the FBI is the criminal organization. He knew that he knew that he uh, um, <laughs> he knew that he had to be. What does it say here? He knew that the information he provided would be used in criminal investigations because he was told when he was authorized to break the law that they might use the fruits of that law-breaking activity as part of other um, uh, criminal investigations. I mean, it's 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 wild. The defendant was admonished by the handler that he must provide truthful information to the FBI when he first became a confidential human source in 2010 and on multiple occasions thereafter, including but not limited to what yada, yada, yada. This is the indictment. The two charges in this indictment are lying to the FBI. Let me scroll all the way down and then we're going to see the elements here. Um, charge one is up. Where is it? It was towards the bottom. Here we go. Count one. Uh, we'll get to the evidence in a second. The grand jury realleges paragraph 1 through 55. On June 26, 2020, the defendant Alexander Smirnov did willfully and knowingly make a material false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement and representation in a matter within the jurisdiction of yada yada. The defendants claimed that, quote, in late 2015-2016, during the Obama-Biden administration, he met with Burisma Official 2, and that at that meeting, Burisma Official 2 told him that Burisma hired Business Person 1, Hunter Biden, to, quote, protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems, end quote, were false and he knew it. Oh, he didn't say that in 2015, 2016. He said it in 2017. As if we needed this guy to say this, because we already had this confirmation from elsewhere, from other witnesses, Bobolinsky for one. We have Joe Biden admitting to this basically um, in real time. We'll get that. We'll go back to that clip because it only makes so much more sense in, back, in, in reverse. The, the defendants claimed that he met with Burisma official one one or two months later in Vienna, Austria, around the time public official one made a statement about the then Ukrainian prosecutor general, uh, Shokin, being a public, uh, made a public statement about Shokin being corrupt and that he should be fired, removed from office, which occurred on December 9, 2015. No, it, it actually occurred. The man who was investigating Burisma was fired after Biden publicly said, we are going to withhold a billion dollars in aid unless you fire this guy. And they, whoa, son of a bitch, six, years, six, months, six hours later, they did it. 
And that the and that the meeting Burisma official one admitted that he had paid business person one Hunter Biden five million and public official one five million, uh, that being Biden. So that quote business person one Hunter will take care of all those issues through his dad end quote referring to then Ukrainian prosecutor general's investigation into Burisma and to quote deal with end quote the then Ukrainian prosecutor general were false as the defendant knew. You know it's funny it's false as the defendant knew except you know what happened. Biden threatened to withhold a billion dollars in aid unless that guy prosecuting, investigating Burisma was fired. And son of a bitch, six hours later, it happened. They did it. The defendants claims that he had a telephone conversation with Burisma Official 1 in 2016 or 2017, wherein Burisma Official 1 stated that he did not want to pay Public Official 1 and Business Person 1, Biden and Hunter. Uh, and he, quote, was pushed to pay, end quote them, that nobody would find out about his financial dealings with Public Official 1 and Business Person 1, and that Burisma Official 1 had many text messages, end quote, recordings, end quote, that show that he was coerced to make such payments were false as he knew. That defendants claims in 2019, he was president when Associate 1 called Burisma Official 1, and Burisma Official 1 stated that he did not send any funds directly to the, quote, big guy, end quote. Of course, you wouldn't send it directly. You'd send it to other entities. Maybe you just like launder it through his son at 50000 a month. Maybe, I don't know, you find a way to get it to his brother. I'm not saying that that happened. Which the defendant understood was a reference to public official. And I love how they just can't put their names in here. The big guy's Biden. And that Burisma official once stated that he would, ta- he would take them, investigators, 10 years to find the records, illicit payments, etc., were false as he knew. Yeah, except we, we kind of have all of that um, information and evidence already anyhow. The statements of representation were he knew were false. That defendant met with officials from Burisma 1 for the first time in 2017 after the end of... Listen to this, by the way, because this is where they basically admit it. You have to understand this. This is in the indictment. This is the... I said, I'm reading this indictment, and it reads more like a defense pleading than an indictment. The statements and representations were false because as Smirnov then and there knew, the defendant met with officials from Burisma for the first time in 2017. Oh, okay, so when Biden was not a VP, but former VP, with control of the deep state, as we now know, which for three years tried to oust Trump, the duly elected president. He met for the first time in 2017, after the end of the Obama administration, thus public official one, then a private citizen, talking point media, private citizen, private citizen, private citizen, say it over and over again. He had no ability to, quote, protect, end quote, Burisma from, quote, all kinds of problems. Do you understand what they're saying? Not that it didn't happen. It happened later when Biden had, he had no influence to protect them from anything. Horse shit. Sorry to swear. And there were no discussion and there was no discussion of public official one or business person one at this first meeting with Burisma. Listen to this. That defendant's second meeting with officials from Burisma also occurred in 2017, not at the end of 2015, when public official one made public statements critical of the Ukrainian Prosecutor General's office. The second meeting also occurred after Public Official 1 left office and after the then Ukrainian Prosecutor General had already been fired in 2016. Oh, wow. It's almost like, it's almost like you might be getting rewarded after you already did what you, you knew needed to be done. That's amazing how that works. Like the first meeting, the second meeting the defendant had with officials from Burisma occurred at a time when Public Official 1 was no longer had the ability to influence... I'm sorry... How the hell do you allege that in an indictment? You think that the former vice president and by all accounts, next uh, presidential candidate had no influence? I mean, you've got to be stupid to say that 
and corrupt to allege it in an indictment. This reads as a defense of Biden, not as an indictment of Smirnov. The defendant also did not travel, listen to this, did not travel to Vienna, Austria in December 2015, as he claimed. And there was no discussion uh, of public official one, Biden and his son at the second meeting. As to phone calls with Burisma official one in 2016 or 2017, and then in 2019, in a subsequent interview with law enforcement in 2023, defendant told investigators he had never spoken to Burisma official one on the phone after meeting with Burisma official one in a German speaking country in 2016. And that his last contact with Burisma um, official one was uh, early 2016. Further, associate one never spoke to Burisma official one on the phone or in person. Okay, fine. In violence. So that, those are the lies. The lies are that it didn't happen in 2015 or 2016. Uh, it might have happened in 2017, but by then Biden was no longer in office and he had no ability to influence anybody. Load of shiat. Between on or about June 26th, uh, June 30th, 2020, the Central District of California, defendant Smirnoff did knowingly cause the making of a false entry in an FBI Form 1023, a record and document with the intent to impede, obstruct, influence. Don't talk to the FBI people. That's the indictment. Um, for the false statements and the talking point of the day, I'm going to have to go find it because I linked it, but I don't have it in the backdrop. Let me see if I can get this here. Was the filing that the media is running with that says, oh yeah, no, he, he met with Russian officials. And now, let's see here. This, would you look at that? Smirnov was a confidential human source. Let me see this. Oh, hold on. I'll get the, um, I just want to pull up one thing. The part where they say that uh, Hunter Biden had never even gone to Ukraine. Could you, can you imagine that? Oh, by the way, no, just, just before we forget, not for nothing. Uh, holy cows. It makes so much more sense uh, backwards than it does forwards. Life can only be understood backwards, but must be lived forward. Whatever Kierkegaard's um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. The, the one that was investigating So they said they, had, they were walking out to the press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Oh, yeah. um, I solid. remember going over convinced. That's the statement, people. This is the filing that the media is running with today. Um, it, re, it rehashes a lot of the indictment. Um, and this is where they ask for uh, basically no bail, from what I understand. No condition or combination. Are we in the right document here? Let me see something here. We are. No, com no condition or combination of conditions will reasonably assure the appearance of the defendant, Alexander Smirnov, as required. Uh, as discussed in more detail below, the nature and circumstances of the offense. Yeah, lying. Lying to the FBI. Lock him up forever, people. Weight of the evidence and the fact that Smirnov's ties to the community are weak establish that Smirnov should be detained. But in addition, there are four indisputable facts related to the characteristics of Smirnov that compelled attention. First, he claims to have contacts with multiple foreign intelligence agencies and had plans to leave the United States 
two days after he was arrested last week for a months-long multi-country foreign trip. I mean, I, I, you'll tell me if I'm misunderstanding this. It sounds like what they're saying is he was on a months-long foreign trip, multi-country foreign trip, came back to America. Um, first, he claims to have had contacts with multiple foreign intelligence agencies and had plans to leave the United States two days after he was arrested last week for a months-long multi-country foreign trip. Two days after he was arrested last week. Oh, he had plans to leave the United States. Okay, fine. Now it makes sense. During this trip, the defendant claimed to be meeting with foreign intelligence contracts. We've got we to believe now. Those foreign intelligence agencies could resettle Smirnov outside the United States if he were released. Second, he had access to $6 million, uh, indirectly through his girlfriend, spouse, and whatever. Third, he did not disclose uh, these act He didn't disclose the funds. And fourth, as an Israeli citizen, Smirnov can obtain a new passport at any time by visiting an Israeli consulate. Then we get into the... Um, a lot of the stuff here where it's, it rehashes a lot from the actual indictment. Smirnov was a confidential human source with the, FET, with the FBI. Oh, here, listen to this. He was engaged. He was authorized to engage in illegal activity for investigative purposes, but he had to tell the truth. Despite repeated admonishments, we get to that part. Um, no, that's it. I mean, that's it. It's, it rehashes pretty much everything in the original document. This smells so bad and smells of... This basically smells like the FBI basically just said, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw our own asset under the bus. They can manufacture lies out of whole cloth. They, oh, so he got, maybe he made a statement and, and got mixed up on the dates. Who the hell knows? The bottom line is this guy, Smirnoff, was not necessary for anything that we already knew, for any of the evidence that already exists, for the influence peddling. And even by the indictment itself, it doesn't say it didn't happen. It just says he was off on the dates and this stuff occurred in 2017 when Biden was no longer VP. He was a private citizen and couldn't have exercised the influence that he said he could have, that he did when he was in office. And we have the video of it. And Hunter never went to Ukraine. He was just high. A crackhead was just hired to the board of directors of a corrupt company that was being investigated by the man that they got fired for investigating. And he never stepped foot in Ukraine. Nothing suspicious about any of that at all. Oh, it's wild. And it's going to let the media now run with this bullshit narrative that's going to convince the, it's going to convince those who want to believe. Oh, now all, now all of the Hunter Biden influence peddling, it's all nonsense. The quid pro quo that they went after Trump for, that we have video evidence of, of, of Biden doing. The, the illicit profiteering off his crackhead son that we know happened. Well, now we can just say, that the, the guy who was not actually the whistleblower or the main witness in all of that, well, he uh, claims to have had ties to Russian intelligence. I want to know who those, who those intelligence people were because something tells me it might come all the way back to the DNC yet again. But now we can disregard everything because this guy apparently uh, had ties to Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Sammy says, read your Bongino comment. Like your content because it's not the talking points du jour. When podcast contents start feeling the same, I'm out. Shut up and take my money. You've earned it, New York. Thank you very much, Sammy. Um, well, the, the, and the, the reason I listen to Bongino is I want to make sure, I mean, the, the dude's got experience. He's got a life experience that I don't have. And so some of this stuff, I'm going to talk about it with Barnes. Like, man, I do my best to try to understand it. You go back to that indictment and, and, and I read an indictment that reads like a defense pleading for Joe Biden, making argument and not alleging fact. An arg it's an argument 
that Joe Biden didn't have that influence when he was no longer VP. It's not a fact. Indictments are supposed to be facts that you're going to prove at trial. That is an argument to attenuate a fact. That fact being that he peddled out his son for influence, but the argument's going to be, well, I, I couldn't have because I wasn't in position of power to exercise that influence, to which any reasonable juror is going to say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. A former VP has influence for life. I mean, unless you're Trump or Mike Pence. But a former president, even when they're not president, has political influence for life. They have connections for life. You're not investing in VP Biden and hoping that he gets elected. Otherwise, that investment goes to shit. You have an investment for life. You have a connection for life, whether or not he ever runs for president. And they knew that he was, in any event, paying off his crackhead son. 10% for the big guy. This didn't come from the Smirnoff guy. This came from Bobolinsky and the other uh, witnesses. It was a peddling, influence peddling scheme from the get-go. And we have the, the literal receipts for it, but now they get to write it all off because Smirnoff allegedly lied to the FBI about alleged dates, and I'm not so convinced that he did. And the FBI is throwing their CHS of since 2010 under the bus because they're a criminal organization and it's more expedient to make a criminal out of their criminal than it is to actually address the criminality that is the corruption of the Biden regime. Have I forgotten anything, chat? Have I gotten anything wrong, more importantly? <laughs> Head of Broccoli says, Bongino is great, but sometimes I worry about his blood pressure when he gets rolling. Forget Bongino, he's fine. His blood pressure's fine. Vinny from the unusual suspects. <laughs> his blood pressure, we might, we might have to look into. My blood pressure is perfect. 115 over 75, 120 over 80. My pulse, typically resting heart rate is about a 56 or a 58. That's a little higher now because I'm a little excited. So that's the indictment. I, I mean, I, I'm going to continue looking into it because I still don't know that I feel that I understand it in its entirety, the, the full context, the full nuance and the full details. But it smells like, it smells like a load of crap. I guarantee you it's a load of crap. And if the past is prologue, we're going to find out that the so-called Russian assets, the Russian intelligence people that Smirnov claims to have had ties to, that they're related to the DNC. And I, um, you know, they say he's lying now, but he was telling the truth before. It's very convenient. We all know that you don't even have to lie to the FBI for them to prosecute you, persecute you for lying. They went after Flynn for what were referred to as equivocal statements. I don't remember. Oh no, you did remember when you said you didn't remember. And that's how they went after Flynn in part. You don't even need to lie to the FBI for them to go after you for lying. That's why you don't talk to them. Of course, then you plead the fifth and then they'll go with you know guilt by omission. Um, so let me see in the chat here. Let me see here. I'm pretty close to real good on the, oh no, no. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Uh, so to be continued, but it, it, it smells like crap because it is crap. Now, get out of New York, people. I listened to Leticia James talk and I want to vomit. And you, you will too. Let me see here. Let me see here. Get out of New York. Listen, I mean, I want to puke because I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not stupidity. It's evil. And it's the, it's the C.S. Lewis type evil. Is it Lewis Carroll or C.S. Lewis? I'm pretty sure it's C.S. Lewis. Going back to our sponsor of the day, Hillsdale College. C.S. Lewis, 
The most dangerous tyrants are the ones who torment you with the approval of their own conscience because they can do it 24 seven. She's evil and she has, she has the approval of her own conscience. Listen, it's a short clip. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court. And we will ask the judge to seize his assets. If he does not have We're funds gonna, uh, to pay it's, off it's the evil. judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court. And we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Can you imagine th this, this district attorney who has accomplished nothing of value in her life that, that was sincerely hard to work for? She didn't build an enterprise. She didn't build a business. She didn't employ thousands of people. She didn't build, and, may and maybe some of you are gonna say, well, Trump didn't do that either. His daddy helped him, okay, whatever. It's the difference between communist bureaucrats and private enterprise. This woman has built nothing of value that I know of in her life. But I'll tell you what she has done. She's trying to destroy what someone else built. She's trying to, hey, you got a nice building there. I'll take that. Oh no, but we're gonna go through the legal process. We're gonna go back, we're gonna go and ask the judge. Nipple Judge Engeron, the man who has all the tools under his belt to arrive at the judicial biases that he wants to arrive. We're gonna go ask him. So I, I, I'm, it's not me doing it. I'm not the corrupt communist who's just stealing your stuff. Uh, it's, it's been authorized by law, by a corrupt communist judge who has found a legal pretext to seize your stuff. Get the hell out of New York. And as a matter of principle, I will not support that place, that state. And it's a terrible thing. I don't even know if, if the city's beautiful. I mean, I used to love the city, but that was when I was a kid and you know, the, the wonders of the urban jungle, um, uh, I found them alluring. Now I just find them repulsive. I prefer to be in nature than in urban jungle landscapes. The state is very nice. You know, the, 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 oh geez, what's the word I'm looking for? Poco Moonshine, the rock climbing place in the Adirondacks, Keene Valley. I mean, these, these are beautiful places of nature. Uh, but I won't, I, I won't spend a dollar there if I can avoid it because it's corruption. Get the hell out and don't take your communist policies to where you're going. I like to make the joke, you know, there's more New Yorkers in Florida than Floridians, but don't bring, uh, and I can understand the fear of people seeing a, you know, a liberal Trudeau-loving, what they think is a Trudeau-loving Canadian coming out to Florida. Don't bring your shitty politics to our beautiful free state. Don't worry about it. But get the hell out of here. Do you understand what, what Letitia James just said there? Let me get the article. Is there an article? Uh, yeah, we're going to go, and if he doesn't pay it up, uh, we're going to go seize his, we're going to seize his shit because his stuff is now our stuff. Because that's how we roll in communist countries. Oh, but, but we did it lawfully. I mean, he had a trial. Hey, Otto Warmbier was duly convicted. He had a trial. I mean, it, it's, it's, and they don't understand it. And they do understand it. I can't say they don't understand it. No. When Putin locks up his political adversaries, uh, it's, it's an injustice. We have to fight it tooth and nail. When we seek to lock up our, our, our political uh, rivals, it's justice because we, we did it through the courts. Oh, but Putin did it through the courts as well, but his courts are corrupt. Our courts are, our courts are kosher. Trump fraud verdict. New York Atisa Lajita James says she'll seize ex-president's buildings. Nah, it's not me. It's not, don't get mad at me. I'm not taking your stuff. It's, it's the government that's taking your stuff. And they got these, you know, execution provisions if you if you don't pay up within the what was it 30 days to pay up or post bond or uh, you know or or put the amount up in court while you appeal 
Well, they got, they got execution mechanisms. $355 million fine. New York Attorney General Letizia James is prepared. She's prepared to try and seize former President Donald Trump's properties if he can't pay. Do you know what, she, what would happen to her if she, if she seized one of his properties? You know, 30 seconds later, it would be a dilapidated, uh, urine-soaked, pee-pee-soaked heckle. Letizia James knows how to run a building? You think she knows how to run a business? And they're not Letizia James in particular. You think Alvin Bragg? You think Jack Smith knows how to run a business? These people have never created anything of value in their lives. They've only taken the value of others. Oh, but she's prepared to take his, seize his buildings if he can't pay, because justice, no one is above the law. If he can't pay the nearly $355 million fine in the civil fraud case, uh, oh yeah, and the $98 million in prejudgment interest, as questions swirl over how Trump will pay, the amount he owes now exceeds his estimated cash in the bank. He doesn't owe that money from a hole in the wall. Filthy communists. <laughs> She's, uh, well, we got that, yeah, so the $364 million plus interest, yada, yada. With interest, it's $453 million. And the interest will keep accruing at 9%. Can you imagine the, the government's basically saying now, hey, yeah, private citizen, we're going to take money from you at 9% interest. Find me a, I mean, I, I don't know, find me a bank that, that pays 9% interest. I think the best you can get is like five and a half, and that's if you have the cash to invest. Meaning he'll owe an extra $31 million per year. $87,000 per day. James, who brought, the, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's theft. It's theft. And they think that they went through the courts, that it's any more legitimate than when Kim Jong-un sentenced Otto Warmbier to 13 years hard labor after a one-hour trial. They don't, they don't believe it. But they have the conscience of their own, they have the uh, appeasement of their own conscience, so they can do it forever. Trump engaged in a massive amount of fraud. It wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations are wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering. James told NBC, if average New Yorkers went into a bank and submitted false, doc what does it say? false documents, the government would throw the book at them. And the same should be true for form. You know what? If the, former gov if the government's going to fabricate crimes and lock up New Yorkers, get the hell out of New York. It's, it's wild. And um, it's legally justified. She found her judge. Oh, okay. But on, on that subject, here's what Trump had to say. And, 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 the, and the idiots are out there saying, yeah, it's not the same at all. It's not. You listen to this. This is Trump. But it's happening in our country, too. Uh, we are turning into a communist country in many ways. And if you look at it, I'm the leading candidate. I got indicted. I never heard of being indicted before. I was going to. I got indicted four times. I have eight or nine trials, all because of the fact that I'm, and you know this, all because of the fact that I'm in politics. They indicted me on things that are so ridiculous, uh, Fanny in Atlanta. All, all we'll get into that. We're going to get into that in a moment. But do you? But it's happening in our country, too. Uh, we are turning into a common. Turn, turning it? It's, 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 it's terrible to see. Like, I'm telling you, it, it gives me uh, a certain degree of despair because. You got the likes of Heath Mayo. Who is this guy again? Corporate lawyer. Oh, that's great. He's a, he's a corporate lawyer. On Navalny, Trump says it's happening in our country too. No, it isn't. The U.S. is better than Putin's Russia. Is that the, is that the is that the metric now? Is that the standard? If it's not as bad as uh, Putin's Russia, if it's not as bad as Hitler's Germany, it's not bad. 
And if you can't see that, you don't really understand America. Infuriating. I don't get how any red-blooded American can sit and nod at this. I don't see how any red-blooded American can think that $450 million fine, $355 million fine plus $100 million in prejudgment interest for a victimless alleged crime. Alleged fraud. I'm not even going to say a victimless crime or a victimless fraud because there was no fraud and there was no crime here. How any red-blooded human with half a functioning brain, Heath, can say in a circumstance where the banks did not complain, in fact, they, they, I'm sorry, I should, I should take that back. The banks did complain that they can no longer do business with Trump. The banks were happy with their agreement with Trump. They got paid millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars in interest. They were happy. They wanted to do business with Trump. They entered into their contracts in full awareness of fact and law. And there's fraud? Oh, because he got preferential loan rates by allegedly artificially inflating the values of his properties? And the banks who did their own due diligences said we would have lent him the money if his value was half that? There's no crime here. There's no fraud here. And Heath Mayo, you are a jackass and you are a communist part of the problem. Period. I'm sorry, you put Christian and, 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 and whatever conservative in your, in your bio? You're a lawyer? The banks lent the money in full awareness of fact and law. The only one fabricating preferential loans from alleged fraudulent overvaluation of assets is Leticia James, who campaigned off persecuting her political rival. They, it's, it, America at this point might be a little worse than Russia. At least you... <laughs> I don't even think that Putin campaigned off prosecuting Navalny. I don't think Navalny was actually, from what I understand, a legitimate threat to the political power of Putin. America might actually be worse than Russia at this point in time, at least in respect of this, not beyond savior. There's a hell of a lot more pushback here than anywhere else. So yeah, I'm not saying a victimless crime or a victimless fraud because there was no crime, there was no fraud, except the persecution of Donald Trump by a woman who campaigned off persecuting Trump, who found a judge who was boasting to his alumni about all of the negative rulings that he was issuing against Eric Trump and Trump Org. A corrupt prosecutor, a corrupt judge, and you got your useful idiots on Twitter. I don't understand how any red-blooded American... If you don't see what's going on, Heath Mayo, you are part of the problem. If you do see what's going on, Heath Mayo, you're part of the problem. Get the hell out of New York. Speak your mind. Was this the same thing here that I had? Yep, okay, well, I don't need to listen to that again. I'm gonna check my blood pressure now, see if my wife can bring in the, uh, not the defibrillator. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. And then the uh, Julian Assange, well, I guess this is the, the news about Julian Assange, I don't know that there's been any news in Julian Assange, but he's up in... Uh, yeah, spe speaking of uh, not much better here, no, no we, we, we don't lock up journalists here. No, we don't, we don't do that. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, they, they prosecuted a number of journalists who were there on January 6th reporting. I interviewed one of them, Stephen Horn. We don't lock up journalists here. We get the allies that we're financing to do that. We don't lock up journalists here. Uh, we get them um, locked up elsewhere and then talk about assassinating them. You know, Julian Assange, and, I, and oh, okay, hold on one second. Let's get, everybody get ready for some supreme cringe. Supreme. We're gonna have some supreme cringe, yes, yes. Viva Fry, Julian Assange. Let me see if I can find this video. 
Ugh. Oh God. Get ready, people. It's so embarrassing to look back at what I, how I used to look and how I used to deliver things. Uh, this has been a, a saga that I, you know, uh-oh, now my computer's freezing. Okay. This has been a saga that I've been following for, for damn near six years. You ready for this? Don't worry, I haven't cut my hair. Oh, God, that's me. It's so embarrassing. Uh, listen to this. More po this is just a brief summary. I spent the better part of Saturday reading Julian Assange's indictment and breaking it down, and it's fascinating. Look at this. this is, I, had, I had a different intro song. For those of you who don't know me, I am Viva Fry, a Montreal litigator turned YouTuber. I do these things Former. called vlogs, V-L-A-W-G-S, where we break man. down and analyze something that's going on in the news from a legal perspective, simplifying it and explaining it so that it can be understood by lawyers and non-lawyers alike. For those of you who have been living under a rock, on April 11th, 2019, Julian Assange was arrested by the British police after spending seven years holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. If you haven't seen my first video on the subject, go check it out. I'll link it right here. Oh God, I have to But stop. in a nutshell, Julian Assange okay. took refuge in the Ecuadorian embassy in London in 2012 to avoid extradition to Sweden on charges of rape and sexual assault because those. he risked extradition to the United States for having published highly classified information on WikiLeaks, information which was leaked to him by Chelsea Manning, who used to serve in the U.S. military. Collateral murder, people. That's what he was on trial for. That's... So what do you think? Do I look... I think I look better now. Okay, I'll give everybody the link to that. So Julian Assange, um, when the uh, Ecuadorian embassy kicked him out, took him out so that he could get arrested. He had been, can you imagine being there for seven years? In, in, from what I understand, he never stepped foot out of the building because he couldn't because he'd get arrested the second he did because they have these rules that embassies are like basically foreign land within a country. So, uh, you know, you get protections in the embassies. Diplomatic immunity, not diplomatic immunity, but whatever. Uh, so he, he had holed up there for a long time. Apparently he might've become too much of a pain in the ass for the Ecuadorian embassy and they either allowed the British police in or, I don't know, I think they allowed them in and he gets arrested, hauled out. I remember the moment he got hauled out. Um, and then there's an extradition request to America. So bear in mind, people, you know, like America doesn't lock up journalists. They just, you know, get them arrested in foreign countries and talk about assassinating them. They, they, they talked and I say they're trying to uh, recreate history a little bit and make it look like Trump was the one who was talking about assassinating uh, Assange, I'm fairly certain it was Hillary Clinton under, uh, when was she Secretary of State? Under Obama. Um, so they want to indict, extradite him back to America, where I don't think he can face the death penalty because I don't think he was brought up on charges of espionage, but they want to extradite him to, to, the, to America. Uh, so, but yeah, no, but, but America's much better than Putin. We, they don't lock up journalists. They just talk about killing them abroad, and then when they can't do that or decide not to, bring them home extradite them back to America for, for what, by the way, for revealing government crimes. So the crime is how one goes about revealing government crimes, because recall here, um, it was Chelsea Manning. I keep wanting to say Peyton Manning. That's a football player. It was Chelsea Manning who gave, uh, Julian Assange, the, the documents that showed collateral murder. And they want to accuse Julian Assange of having had a hand in the theft or computer uh, invasion to have gotten those documents. I'll read this article, maybe it'll refresh some memories here. Independent. Julian Assange's latest WikiLeaks founder put people at grave and imminent risk. Court hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. He put people at grave and imminent risk because if the, if the, if the international community understands that uh, the American government might be murdering people, committing uh, war crimes, 
Yeah, that might put American soldiers at risk. I mean, you, you might be right, technically. The solution is not to hide the war crimes. The solution is to um, make sure they don't happen. Australian wanted by U.S. authorities. Okay, fine. Alleged uh, conspiracy to disclose national defense information. Julian Assange put people at... So right now he's having a hearing as to whether or not he gets a further hearing in the UK because from what I understand, um, the court that authorized his extradition was a, what they call a magistrate court, which is a very low-level court, and he wants a full hearing at the higher-level court system in the UK to oppose the extradition to the United States because Lord knows what happens if Assange gets to the United States through extradition. You know, Assange didn't Epstein himself type thing. Like the, like, the, like, the, like, like Biden government is not a little bit angry still at Julian Assange. Like the American government, the deep state apparatus, the military industrial complex is not a little bit angry still at Julian Assange. He put people at grave risk by including the names of people who helped the U.S. in, by including the names of people who helped the U.S. in unredacted classified documents, which he, quote, indiscriminately and knowingly, end quote, published to the world. The WikiLeaks founder failed to appear at, in the high court for a second day running in his long-standing battle against extradition, where he's accused of leaking confidential military secrets. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure war crimes are always, you know, you want to keep those military secrets. The 52-year-old Austrian faces 17 charges of espionage, so he is facing espionage, and one com uh, computer misuse is wanted by U.S. authorities over an alleged conspiracy to obtain and disclose national defense information following the publication of hundreds of thousands of leaked documents relating to Afghanistan and Iraq wars. His lawyer said that if extradited, he would face a, quote, flagrant denial of justice, end quote, by prejudiced judges and was being prosecuted for, quote, ordinary journalistic practice. You know what's going to confirm this fear? Everything that the U.S. court systems have been doing to Trump and anyone within his orbit for the last several years. That, that, that's what would show that this is a prejudiced system. Judge ruled in 2021 that Assange should not be sent to the U.S. given there was a real risk of suicide but ruled against him on all other issues. That's right, he was, he was on suicide watch at the time. Assange, who is uh, in a Belmarsh jail in London, is now seeking permission to challenge the judge's dismissal of other parts of his case. Okay, that's it. So that's, that's the hearing. Now, they were protesting, and I don't think that there's been any um, update. And I don't want to look like I'm jumping on a free Julian Assange hashtag. Uh, I've, I've, I've been... Uh, covering it, I mean, I've been covering it for, for six freaking years now. There just hasn't been much development since, um, since the court uh, ruled against his extradition for suicide reasons, but uh, didn't grant it on all the other reasons. And so we'll be talking about it Sunday in further detail with Barnes, Biggity Barnes. Now, oh yeah, okay, there we go. Uh, remove, okay. Ah, let's see what we got going on in the in the rumble. Oh, there's uh there's rumble friends. So that's the latest on Julian Assange. Keep the, I mean, there there was talk about <clears throat> excuse me talk about Trump pardoning Julian Assange, but then he would have surely been um, oh crap. Now I'm hearing something and I don't know where it's coming from. I'm hearing music in the backdrop. Got it. Okay. Um, there was talk about Trump pardoning Assange, but then you know he he didn't and he should have. Vivek Ramaswamy. Pardon Julian Assange, pardon Ed Snowden, pardon the January Sixers, pardon Donald Trump, maybe even pardon crackhead Hunter Biden if it would bring unity to the country. Uh, and I agree with him. Okay, now let's get to the rumble rants and then some of the comments here. And then let's see what we got. I love your show, Mr. Freiheit. Head of Broccoli, thank you very much. You see, some people use my name and I know they're doing it as an act of aggression, as if they think they're disclosing something private to the world. 
And then I know when people use it uh, lovingly. Thank you very much, Head of Broccoli. Well, I, but you know, some might say that I have a head of broccoli. Bada bing, bada boom. George Patriot 22 says, sent a rumble rant about this a few weeks ago. Just wanted to make sure that you see it. And I'm going to go back down to there on the bottom. Crash Bandit. New York needs money to fund those debit cards for illegals. Joke, hashtag kidding, not kidding. And then Georgia Patriot 22. Viva. Broken Truth would be a fantastic guest. Uh, you've played some of his stuff before. Here's the Twitter. Thanks for your dedication and skill, sir. My pleasure. I'm going to have to go to the car and get a vlog out about maybe, I don't know, I think. Um, we'll see now, but hold on. Before, I don't want to get into trouble if I bring up a tweet that I shouldn't bring up. So let me remove this. Let me go here. No, I've got to incognito. Thank you very much, uh, Patriot. Let's see here. Incognito. We've still got a couple of things before we head on over to the local side. Epidemic of fraud, a broken truth subscriber exclusive premiere. Well, I'm going to share this with everybody. This is not an endorsement. This is sharing knowledge, which may or may not be entirely accurate. And I do not know, and I cannot vet it because I have not vetted it, but here's the link. And with that said, actually, it's a perfect segue into our next subject, which is trust but verify people. I like DC Drano, and this is not a as the children say, throwing shade on DC Drano. This tweet went around yesterday and a lot of people were retweeting it saying, what's going on? Why don't they want to take, why are they giving us this warning about people who've taken the COVID jab? Because it says here, I'll read it. It says, DC Drano, I like him. This is not a shade whatsoever. I called up the number because I was curious about it myself. The American Red Cross is now asking blood donors if they ever received the COVID vaccine. If the answer is yes, they want you to call ahead to see if you're still eligible. I thought the vax was, quote, safe and effective, end quote. What info are they hiding from us? Now, I was curious because I did notice when I just gave blood and plasma uh, a few weeks ago that I noticed the question there. I was like, oh, why are you asking? Are you asking? And I, I didn't ask the guy this. I just didn't want to get rejected because I, whatever. Um, I answered it honestly, but I had seen the question as well. So I called up the number here. Look, this is what it says. Rapid pass. Have you ever had a COVID-19 vaccine? Yes, no, skip. If you answer yes to this question, please call 1-800-RED-CROSS before coming to donate to determine if this will affect your eligibility. Okay, so then the context, which I think is accurate. They ask you this question to make sure you haven't received a self-replicating vaccine. And if you have, there's a two-week wait. Most COVID vaccines are not self-replicating. And I think that means like the ones that use like a live COVID particle. But don't quote me on that because I'm not a, you know. So I called them up. Bottom line, um, by all accounts, the question has been there since they rolled out the vaccine three years ago now. And I was told by the woman who I spoke with that it is indeed to determine if you received one of the, one of the it's, it's, I think it was, AstraZeneca, one, it's, it was one of the vaccines had a different type and didn't use the mRNA uh, that Johnson and John, that Pfizer and Moderna used. And it was, yeah, if you got that one, then uh, you had to wait a two week period. But then she also said, you know, if you've gotten the vaccine and, we, and if you've had symptoms, then you can't give blood. And I was like, what sense does that make? If you have symptoms, period, you can't give blood vax or no vax. And she's like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but the bottom line, the question has been there. It's not new. It's been there for three years and that's the explanation they gave. And then I did ask the, the woman that I was talking with, uh, do people ask for unvaccinated blood, blood from unvaxxed people? And she's like, yeah, they do. We get that. And they, we, we do try to accommodate. Uh, so that's that. So just be careful. It's, it's not a business. It's just like, yeah, people are, uh, co conspiratorially traumatized 
where we have been lied to for so long and we have been gaslit for so long that we reflexively see conspiracy where there might not otherwise be. And that's the two steps back that you always have to take before reacting to something. All right. Let's see, I think we, I think we did good today, people. We did good. Now, before we head over to... Now we're going to uh, we're going to do it. Okay. That's it. We're going to head over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Should I play us out with a little cringe? I think I will. I didn't miss any more uh I didn't miss any more rants. Oh, hold on a second. Uh that's not trial. Kenzie 67 says Viva, that's not trial 2. They have turned down live unvaxxed blood for kids even. Uh I haven't heard I haven't heard of that Kenzie. Well, let's get some chat here. Um Claire, let me see here. Claire, ClaireCat367 says, we've had the Red Cross blood van here in our tiny town two weeks in a row looking for less polluted blood supply among the rural deplorables. Hum. I think they're just looking for blood everywhere, man. I mean, it's like, I know the only, the only time I didn't give blood was during COVID because, you know, they, they, not, no further reason. It's just like, you know, you, they, make, they make it impossible to do normal things. Let me see here. Okay. Trump did hire a bunch of swamp. They are stabbing him in the back now, says ex-skater. Trump's chief White House advisor, Boris Epstein, Ashkenazi, Lawrence... Okay, so I don't mean to read that. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so what we're going to do now, people, come on over to vivabarnslaw.locals.com. I'm probably going to be able to get a car vlog out or maybe an office vlog and just talk, maybe do a condensed version of the indictment bullshit and why you should not be swayed by it. Um... But other than that, tomorrow, one o'clock, Kayla Pollock, um, and we're going to have an amazing interview and raise as much awareness as we can. But hold on a second. Actually, just before, while I have you all here and before you go, she sent me uh, the link to her Give, Send, Go. And let me get that to you right now, please. Here, actually, if I can go here, I'm going to retweet it right now. And I'm going to go just, just tweet it here. Okay, give me one second. I want to share this link with everybody. Actually, let, let me bring it up. Let me just bring it up so you know what's coming tomorrow. Uh, here, this one right here. It'll, 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 it'll make you angry, um, hopefully in the good way to help raise awareness and um, ensure that there will be political hell to pay for this. It's just made me very despaired. But here, this is, this is the story. Exclusive young Ontario woman's life becomes a living hell after Moderna booster shot leads are paralyzed. Doctors confirm vaccine connection and offer medical assistance in dying. They, the government can save on the front end and the back end. They don't have to incur the cost to treat her properly. And they can save uh, the money uh, by, uh, you know, by, by, by telling her to end her life thus indicating that they have no intention of helping her. And then who knows, maybe they'll harvest whatever, you know, they'll, they'll harvest her organs while they're at it. Because we're, we're one step off from that. Uh, so I'm going to give everybody the link, but this is what I want to give everybody. The link to her Give, Send, Go. And I'm going to share it tomorrow, obviously. She's going to need, uh, from what I understand, she's going to need more than $80,000. Because the government, she's got to get a, she's got to fend for herself now. Wheelchair. A, a vehicle. Life. And that's not, even, that's not even the punitive damages that I believe that she should be entitled to from this government that, 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 that brought this on her. Link to... Give, send, go. I've given to it, so I'm not asking people to do anything. I'm not asking anybody to do anything, but I'm not, pu- I'm not pushing something that I have not now um, put
put my own skin in the game, so to speak. The, the, the government, hey, but no, no, ask her if she wants to die. She's got a 10-year-old kid. Oh, yeah, it's too, it's, uh, times are tough here at the government. You know, we got, we, we've got a lot of these things. We, we can't, we can't be, you know, helping accommodate everybody. It's, it's socialized healthcare, after all. All right, that's it. Leave you on a, something of a black. Now, look, I'll leave you on something of a cringe pill. Come on over to vivabarneslaw.locals.com and we will end with a, just a couple more minutes of this painful, painful cringe. Enjoy. If you're not coming to Locals, I'll see you tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Kayla Pollock, uh, Eastern, 1 o'clock tomorrow, Eastern. And uh, thank you all for being here. Viva Fry on Rumble, V Viva Fry on Twitter, vivabarneslaw.locals.com on Locals. And get over here. Oi! Mr. Winston. He's going down. He's going to mm, get that face out of here. Hold on one second. Winston wants to say something. Hello. I love you all very much. My breath smells like fish, and I don't even know why, because I don't eat fish. It's just gross. He's had enough. Okay, down you go. And um, back to cringe. See you all on Locals in one or two minutes. However long I can let this thing play. I'll let, the, I'll let it play. I'm going to let it all play out. See you on Locals. Peace. After seven years cooped up in the Ecuadorian embassy, literally not having been able to step one foot off of that embassy, he was arrested after the government of Ecuador withdrew their asylum and invited British authorities into the embassy where they subsequently arrested Julian Assange. Noteworthy is that about a month prior to the Ecuadorian government withdrawing Julian Assange's asylum, the United States had gotten an indictment against Julian Assange on a variety of crimes. And just to open a parenthesis to explain what an indictment is, it's just a fancy word for saying formal criminal charges being brought. An indictment is obtained by presenting evidence to a grand jury, which is basically a group of citizens, who then determine if there's sufficient evidence to bring formal criminal charges. A sealed indictment means literally just that. The indictment itself is not public, witnesses' names are redacted to protect them, and the indictment itself is only made public at a later date. Julian Assange's indictment was a sealed indictment up until the day of his arrest, April 11th, 2019. When it was unsealed, we we got to see what the criminal charges were that were being brought against Julian Assange, and they will be the fodder for speculation for everyone. When I first heard that Julian Assange was arrested, I presumed that it was on the basis of espionage. Espionage being a fancy word for spying, which is potentially punishable by the death penalty. Hence, in my first video, I said there might be an issue as to whether or not the United Kingdom will in fact extradite Julian Assange to the United States, where he might face the death penalty for the charges brought against him. In fact, Julian Assange has not been indicted on espionage, he has been indicted on a seemingly much lesser crime of conspiracy to access a computer which carries with it a maximum sentence of five years. And a number of news outlets are reporting that Julian Assange only faces a maximum of five years if convicted. That is true and not true. In fact, there are multiple crimes being alleged against Julian Assange, some of which actually have a maximum sentence of 10 years. Not the death penalty, but nonetheless 10 years in prison. Couple that with the fact that any sentence can be ordered to be run concurrently or consecutively, meaning if Julian Assange is found guilty on two charges of something with a maximum penalty of 10 years, if a judge orders these sentences to be served concurrently, it's 10 years on top of 10 years maximum 10 years if a judge orders the sentence to be served consecutively it's 10 years and 10 years after 10 years total 20 years and from the little that i understand of american criminal law it is discretionary as to whether or not a judge orders sentences to be served concurrently or consecutively and the considerations are the nature of the crime the defendants etc etc but what are the actual charges brought in the indictment for that we're going to have to go to the indictment so let's just do that shall we let's just look at the indictment for a second 
It's not that lawyers are smarter than anybody else, despite what lawyers might think. Lawyers are not smarter than anybody else. We have just been trained to read what is effectively code that only makes sense to people who know how to read it. We have the header, which refers to the judicial district. We have the date the court file was opened. We have the parties, United States of America versus Julian Assange. And then we have the articles of the criminal code that serve as the charges being brought against Julian Assange. And then we can go ahead and read the specifics of the indictment, which we don't really need to do for the purposes of this vlog. Suffice to say that Chelsea Manning was an intelligence analyst within the United States military. She sought Julian Assange's assistant to crack a password such that she could access classified information to give it to Julian Assange, who would then publish it on WikiLeaks, as was done in May to November 2010. The classified information related to operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. And if we go to the conclusions, we can see what Julian Assange is being accused of specifically. Conclusion A reads as follows. To knowingly access a computer without authorization and exceeding authorized access to obtain information that has been determined by the United States government pursuant to an executive order and statute to require protection against unauthorized disclosure. You can go ahead and read the rest of it. The bottom line is that Julian Assange is being accused of having conspired to access a computer illegally. He's not being accused of espionage. He's not being accused of something more serious than conspiracy to access a computer. And if we go to conclusion B, it reads as follows. To intentionally access a computer without authorization and exceeding authorized access to obtain information from a department and agency of the United States in furtherance of a criminal act in violation of the laws of the United States, violation of Title 18, United States Code Section 641793793, etc., etc., etc. Some of the criminal infractions have a five-year maximum sentence, others have a maximum of 10-year sentence. But they are undoubtedly less serious than espionage. And another important thing to consider here is the statute of limitations. Statute of limitations basically means a period of time after which one cannot be prosecuted for the crime. With these specific crimes, the statute of limitations seems to be five years, unless I'm mistaken, which is very interesting given that it relates to conduct that occurred in 2010. Compare that to espionage, which typically has a statute of limitations of 10 years, which means that in 2019, someone could be prosecuted for espionage acts committed in 2010. So that is a breakdown of the criminal accusations brought against Julian Assange. And until there are further developments, this is gonna be fodder for speculation by everybody. People are gonna be asking themselves why Assange was not indicted on espionage charges. It would seem on its face that that would be an easy charge to bring against Julian I, Assange, I'll, given I'll that what he did was publish highly classified information relating to Iraq. And I'm just looking, I'm just double checking in real time. He was charged, they brought 17 new charges of espionage on May 23rd, my birthday, 2019. When was this video from? This was before. How do I get out of here? You know, that's, that's all we need. This was from, let me see here, more. April. Oh, those little bastards did it barely a month after I made this video. All right, well, that's the uh, material material change. They actually indicted him on 17 charges of espionage, which should frustrate the indictment, considering the penalty for espionage. All right, everybody. That is it. I will see you all. Are you sure you want to end? I will see you all on Locals. Enjoy the night if you're not coming. Peace out, peeps. Booyah. All right, Locals. Viva Fry, I think we're all aging exponentially these days, says Lie 10 up. I don't want to age exponentially. Let me see what I look like. I don't think I look older. I just noticed this bag. If I just go like this. There we go. I look so much younger. <laughs> when we were kids, that used to be our funny faces. We would do this. Hold on, let me make sure I can see. We go like this. Oh, God, that's horrifying. Uh, what up, locals? Naka 03 and it says hello Viva. We got M May 14 says lol. The part of the order, let me see this here. Critical thought. The part of the order was based on the lies of the FBI pedo informant who is now proven to have lied for payments from the FBI. Um 
I want to make sure I understand that indictment. I mean, I, I, who it, it was Bob Alinsky. I'm gonna have to just refresh my memory on who gave the 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 evidence of the millions of payments from the Joe Biden. Reviled says Viva Fry. Painful or no? I do appreciate your rhythm going through the document back then, succinctly going through each element that isn't expressly in the text here. I got bored doing that, but uh, the the. Ah. The thing is, I do notice, like, I think that is, it is useful not to go through all of the documents all the time, but like the, the essence, the, geez, that, those stupid indictments. I'm going to go through the indictment tonight with, um, not Bobolinsky, but uh, Smirnov. Hyphen says, I don't look older, but I swear more. Well, that, that, that's what my wife said to me actually the other day, just about, about the shows. Stop doing it. You're going to upset people. You are older now than then, sir, but long hair always makes one look older, in my opinion. You are still adorable, says. Stop it, Pam. Older now, I'm afraid, but you have been in Florida for a while. So, Kenzie Cracker says, I'm worried that the sun in the, the sun of Florida is going to cause me to wrinkle. Speaking of broccoli headed, this is me 45 years ago, says Pasha Moyer. Pasha, we look the same a little bit, no? Okay, I'm going to go to the tips, the tips, because we got Pasha Moyer with a $1. I want to bring that up. Look at that. Pasha Moyer is at one of them boxes called a computer next to a, one of the things called a printer, it looks like. That's what computers used to look like. Is that what the future looks like? Holy cows. Gaetan J, Gaetan underscore J, five bucks says, thanks for the show. You keep me informed and entertained from a fellow Quebecer. For those of you who don't know, Gaetan is a French name, typically. Thank you very much, Gaetan. Uh, Spam Ranger says the New York fraud allegations are also dangerous because all pre-sale value estimations are subjective. Thus, all estimations are vulnerable to equally subjective allegations of fraud. The objective value is determined at the point of sale. True. Or at the point of loan. <laughs> it's so, it's so, there's, there's nobody who agrees with that decision except for idiots. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Idiots and political hacks who just want to destroy Trump, even if it means destroying themselves because they hate themselves ultimately. I mean, the thing is that people who hate Trump hate themselves. Leanne Leanne says, I think Biden is on coke. I'm sure supplied by his smartest man he's ever known. Your fan who has watched you since Ottawa. Great job. I don't think Biden's on coke. Uh, he's on whatever it is that they give uh, senile, demented old people to make them functional for brief periods of time. So that's that. Uh, thank you for all of those. Pasha, show us the pick. Hold on, hold on. I think I can do it myself here. Uh, Gaetan, Doug, view more. Pasha, here we go. I can bring it up. See, this way I can bring it up without the risk of fearing showing something of someone else. That's Pasha Moyer's picture of him with a beautiful fro, like a very Bob Rossian fro in front of a computer. I'm going to say that has to be 1984. Just, I didn't actually guess it for the Orwellian reason, but um, I'm going to guess if that's 1984. How do I get this out of here now? Oh, Lordy. Okay, let's see what else we got going on there. So that's the picture that I was talking about. What's everyone else up to these days? I was trying to listen to Barnes' Bourbon with Barnes, but my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, the uh, 1979. I didn't know they had computers in 1979. That's my birthday. In the Belfry says, Viva, Australian bone broth will help you with your skin and joints. Australian bone broth? Lose those carbs and laugh as often as... Oh, lose the carbs and laugh as often as you can. So Australian... Does it have to be Australian bone broth or any bone broth? 
I'm going to do that. My wife has been getting me on the, uh, there's a drink called collagen or something that has uh, collagen in it. Reviled says, Gordon Freeman style facial hair too, I see. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Viva Fry, the locals were, were talking about the Shermans earlier. Do you remember this case? We say it was over bat flu. What do you think? The Shermans were the uh, rich Canadian Jewish medical family that got killed, right? Sherman murder Canada? I think that's it, isn't it? Is that it? A wealthy couple's murder. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, let's, let's do this up. A wealthy couple's murder isn't the end of the family drama. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Is this... Yeah. So this is it. The Shermans. I, um, you think it had something to do with uh, COVID? Here, let's see here. Welcome to the BW Daily, the Bloomberg... Bi- oh, crap. The call came into the Toronto Police Homicide Squad on a chilly December afternoon. A woman and a man had been found dead. Uh, so her neighbor had posed a horrifying tableau. They were side by side at the edge of an indoor pool, held up by leather belts looped around their necks and tied to a metal railing. I didn't remember those details. By the time the first officers arrived, in response to a 911 call from a real estate agent who was showing the house, rigor mortis had set in, indicating they had been dead for hours. Brandon Price, a young homicide detective with sharp features and close-cropped brown hair, who the hell cares, drove to the scene. The house was thick with people, uh, uniformed uniformed constables to establish a perimeter, forensic specialists, yada, yada, yada. Um, let's go back here. Hold on a second. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know that they were a big pharma company, and who, who ended up getting in, uh, suspected of that? Was it a kid, I think? Let's see here. Who killed... Wow, it comes right up now. Who killed Barry and Honey Sherman? Police still haven't identified the killers. They were six years since the pharmaceutical billionaire Barry Sherman. I thought maybe it had to do with um, the opioid crisis, no? Anyhow, let me just go back to the chat and see what everyone thinks. I do remember that. Didn't look too much into it. And um, let me see if there's any more. Bob Ross, okay, just before bat flu, pharma off-label drugs. That's Sherman's. Their warehouse is now in an LAV shop. Never heard about this. Oh, Michigan Winter Days. Look it up. It was, um, let's get uh, Austri- Australian. This, I think, might be a, uh, yeah, this might be a, a propaganda. Not a pro. This might be a disinformation site. Uh, l- l- let me bring it up. Ad. I think this is a disinformation site. It looks like they call it abc.net.au news, so you think it's ABC. Who killed Barry and Honey Sherman? The billionaire's couple's son is offering $35 million to cash the killer. Warning that they might find the details distressing. Who would prop up two mannequins in a fake murder scene by the pool while she was trying to sell this Toronto mansion? The prospective buyers who were being asked to pay $7 million for the sprawling luxury home seemed annoyed by the stunt too. It was very weird police later wrote in the witness discovery. They were far away and their heads were elevated and hanging on the railing leading into the pool. But as they stepped closer, a sickening realization crept in. They weren't mannequins, but the owners. Wow. The billionaire had left. The billionaire had been left in a gruesome position, seated side by side with belts looped around their necks and fastened to the railing behind them. They're dead. She wailed to the emergency dispatcher. Wow. Five years after the bodies were discovered, the murder of one of Canada's richest couples remains unsolved. They're no closer. All right, well, I, I don't know if this is a legit news source, so um, approach it with, that, with the requisite caution. 
It's Australian Broadcasting Corp. Oh, okay, fine. I guess it's, I guess it's quasi-legit. Okay. Sherman's manufactured hydroxychloroquine, says Ivermectin. Yes, and Ivermectin. Hold on. Hyphen, not that I... Sherman's manufactured hydroxy... Let's see if that's... Sherman's manufactured hydroxychloroquine, the hydroxychloroquine couple. So now, okay, we're... I'm going to have to look into that hyphen. I thought I don't trust you. I actually kind of do trust you, which is I'm going to look into it. They owned Apotex, a generic drug company, says Willie's mom. Yep. Holy crap, apples go to y'all. Have Got to go. Y'all have a good night. Uh, Michigan Winter Days, you have a good one as well. I joined as a member and wondering when the higher than average kicks in, says Douglas. Dougle Afan, when does it kick in? By mere virtue of the fact that you're asking, it has already kicked in, good sir. Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go do it. I'll do, I'll, I'll do a short summary of the Biden indictment. Who was it? So Bobolinsky and the $5 million payment to the um, Russian oligarch. $5 million Russian oligarch. Who, who, who did that? Okay, forget it. I'll get to it afterwards. So that's it, people. What else is going on in the chat before we call it for an evening? Going to see what the kids are doing. Uh, wow, I just got switched over to the new locals. Beta looks good so far. Gypsy Muse, Viva, FFS, you didn't know about the Shermans? Wow. 15 is a Canadian... Uh, no, I will... First of all, I knew about the Shermans. I knew they were in pharma. I knew the company Apotex. I knew they were murdered. I thought, I thought they had charged the sun. But uh, no, I don't know more details about that. And I, I look at the, never, never looked into it. Stream started at the currently live part, not the beginning. Noise, says Spline Jones. Um, hush, hush in the making, says in the belfry. Do I, I think, uh, I mean, I could look at that. I could look at, all right, I'll see what I can do, people. But I, I uh, 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 professional hit says Duggle. Dougal Afan. I just don't understand how they, like, they don't have cameras at their house. It's like a, a multi-million dollar property and they don't have cameras everywhere. I mean, every, everybody's got cameras. Lots of them. If, 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 if only a, a, a ring of the front door. But Victor Cardone says, another great show. Thank you for spreading the word peace. Thank you very much. All their wealth went to their four kids, says Hyphen. Police thought it was murder-suicide. Their kids didn't believe it. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, but then there has to be a reason for the murder-suicide. Like, uh, if one of them is senile and, you know, it's like that, then, okay. Well, maybe, but I'll, I'll, I'll look, I'll look into it. I don't know what more information I'm going to get from here. And I don't know who I have on the inside in. Judge dismisses attempts to disqualify Fannie Willis in high-stakes Trump-Rico case. Bullcrap. Hold on. I'm not calling you a liar, B-Farmer. Eight. Is this news that just broke? Judge dismisses attempts to disqualify Fanny in high-stakes RICO case. Hold the front door. If that's true. Uh, it was Scott McAfee. Scott McAfee. Uh, Fanny Willis ruling. There's not. Okay, there's no news out. 
Okay. Dude, don't scare me like that. I thought I thought I made my prediction. I've got a vested interest in having my prediction come come to fruition. Blukazu Bluksko says, "Thank you, Viva. Uh, sure hope that's not true. It it does not appear to be true. In fact, the only news that I can see thus far is from five hours ago. In just so everybody knows, nearly freaked the f out as the children say. Uh, get out of here, Judge. This is what I just saw. Judge's private meeting." In Fannie Willis' case, could help sway a decision. Okay, let's just see if there's anything new here. Judge McAfee's private meeting with a key witness could decide whether Fulton County District Attorney will be allowed to continue prosecuting Trump. Uh, Atlanta-based lawyer Noah Pines told Newsweek he doesn't expect Willis to be disqualified. I think he's wrong, based on what he's seen in the case so far, but that outcome could change. Oh, thanks for stating the obvious. If a di- this, is, this is the big brains. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could change if more information comes in. No poo-poo, Sherlock. Okay, the closed door meeting. Last month, okay, we, so we know all this. If the judge met, I know that the judge needs to hear from Mr. Bradley ex parte regarding the privileges. No, he's going to see the documents that were purportedly privileged. Once that happens, I think there'll be additional argument. Nope, what are you stating the obvious? This is like so stupid. I think something's going to happen, but that could change if more evidence comes in. McAfee, Superior Court Judge. Okay, so no news thus far, people. And if there's news, my goodness. A, you'll be the first to know, and B, I'll be the first to know because everybody in the community is going to get it to me ASAP. Ah, this was fun. We had a good one here. I would not lie to you, Viva. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, B Farmer 8 says, I would not lie to you. Hold on, we're pulling up this article. There's an article from MSM News, MSN. I, this can't be true. This would be all over the place. A judge dismisses attempts to disqualify Fannie Willis in high-stakes RICO case. Fulton County, Georgia's district attorney, Fannie Willis, continues to stand for amidst a whirlwind of legal action. Okay. Attempts to disqualify her based on her personal relationship with special counsel Nathan Wade were met with a strong rebuff in court. Okay, that, yeah, so hold on. Judge dismisses. The headline is wrong. Under Georgia law, a prosecutor can be disqualified. Okay. This, they don't they don't clickbait sh- like this level crap. Despite the former, I mean, there's, there's nothing in here that indicates the judge. As the case progresses, the legal system's focus and objective. Uh, while Willis opponents have sought to undermine her credibility and impartiality, their efforts have so far failed to gain traction in the courtroom. Whether these attempts have been politically motivated, it is clear that for now, Fannie Willis remains a central figure in one of those whole profile cases. The, 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 the header... Judge dismisses attempts to disqualify. This is the most clickbait bullshit I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry to get angry. The article doesn't say that. They were met with a strong rebuff in court. Where the, okay, fine, but it hasn't been dismissed yet. Under Georgia law, a prosecutor can be disqualified for a conflict of interest. Okay. The conclusion, Willis and Lay's personal things, including the show, did not. Okay, I'm going to read this paragraph. As Norman E. Lysen, Joyce Vance, and Richard Painter articulate, a conflict of interest requires more than a theoretical speculative conflict. In this context, Willis's romantic relationship with Wade is not seen as prejudicial to the defense. The legal question boiled down to whether any financial conflict arose from Wade's work with the district attorney's office. The conclusion, Willis and Wade's personal dealings, including shared, did not give rise to the warranting disqualification. In it, this, is, this is the most misleading shiat I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to go archive it because that's wild. That's, that's, that's beyond clickbait. That's disinformation. Hasn't been archived yet. That's weird. All right, well, done. I'm going to archive that. Thank you. So, no, it doesn't say, it doesn't say what the headline says. So, I don't, 
you're not lying, but the article does not say what the headline suggests it says. It's the cover. They know people don't read past the headline. If, uh, if it isn't in the news they want to hear, says Finboy Slick. But yeah, but that's wild because someone should, have been, someone should have been duped by that on Twitter, at least for now. Bourbon with Barnes will cover Fanny's Follies. <laughs> Beautiful. And then Smirnov is a big money launderer of Ukraine money, says Mandelici. This is all going to come back to Ukraine, by the way, because it was, it was a thing. Reads like an AI wrote it. Yep, reviled, says. <laughs> okay, good. Anyway, so, whew. My prediction's in, and I'm standing by it. And I've, I've been on fire these days, so clickbait, says Rocket Boy. Okay, anyways, all I have to say is, Bee Farmer, you're not, you're not a liar, and I didn't mean to suggest it, I, and, and no, no but. Thank goodness that's a clickbait header. And no, because what they're saying is basically, they're summarizing the opinions of the three people they testified, so it's going to seek that. We'll see, we'll see. This is clickbait 12 hours ago. Okay, go. I got a dog that needs to be eaten, uh, that needs to eat. Ugh, not eating that dog. Uh, thank you all for being here, as always. What else? Tomorrow's going to be uh, another tough interview, but um, it, has, it has to be done, and we got to put that story on blast. So stay tuned for tomorrow. Um, what else? Go. Have a good night. Thank you all for everything. Peace.